Welcome to the Detector Podcast, where I break down the impact of tech on the environment, our health, and how it can affect our day-to-day lives. I'll also be discussing some of the latest tech news and innovations, along with how to make the most of the gadgets that we use every day. I'm your host, Scott Hickman, founder of TheDetector.com, a blog that covers these topics. So get ready to learn about the tech that surrounds us and how it's impacting our lives. In this episode, I'll be taking a look at the Hyperloop and the plays in the race to build the first. Originally conceived by Elon Musk in 2013, the Hyperloop has been touted as the fastest way to cross the surface of the Earth. Possibly one of the greatest leaps in transportation for generations, the concept promises to slash journey times between cities from several hours to a matter of minutes. On track to revolutionise our world, when can we expect the Hyperloop to become a reality? Well, let us start with the history of the Hyperloop. The technology it uses has been around for a while. In fact, the idea of travelling through evacuated tubes dates back more than a century, although the atmospheric railway was never a commercial success. Musk first mentioned that he was thinking about a concept for a fifth mode of transport, calling it the Hyperloop, in July 2012 at a Pando Daily event in Santa Monica, California. He envisions the most advanced version will be able to go at hypersonic speed and likened the Hyperloop to a cross between a Concorde, a railgun and an air hockey table. Until August of the following year, Tesla and SpaceX worked on the conceptual modelling of the Hyperloop, with an early system design published in the Tesla and SpaceX blogs, which describes a potential design, function, pathway and cost of a Hyperloop system. Since 2015, The yearly Hyperloop pod competition, sponsored by SpaceX, allowed students and non-student teams to participate, design and for some build a subscale prototype transport vehicle in order to demonstrate the technical feasibility of various aspects of the Hyperloop concept. The 2020 competition, announced in 2019, was planned for a 10 times longer track of 10 kilometres. However, because of the virus, Elon Musk announced in July 2020 that the competition will not take place and that the track has not yet been finished. So who exactly is trying to build the first Hyperloop? Well, when Elon Musk introduced his Hyperloop concept in 2012, it was deliberately an open source project, allowing students, companies and teams around the world to share ideas, technology and innovate together. Since then, several companies and student teams have made huge leaps towards the Hyperloop becoming a reality. So here are some of the biggest players in the race to building the first Hyperloop system. First off, we have Virgin Hyperloop 1. Probably one of the biggest companies working on a Hyperloop system was incorporated in 2014 and has built a team of 280 people, including engineers, technicians and welders. In May 2017, Hyperloop 1 performed its first full-scale Hyperloop test, becoming the first company in the world to test a full-scale Hyperloop. The system-wide test integrated Hyperloop components including vacuum, propulsion, levitation, sledge, control systems, tube and structures. Not long after, the company revealed images of its first-generation pod prototype, which will be used at the DevLoop Test Centre in Nevada to test aerodynamics. Virgin Hyperloop 1 is working with several governments and partners to help advance their technology in construction in countries like India, the United States, Belgium and the United Arab Emirates. Next, 
we have Hyperloop Transportation Technology, or HTT, an American research company formed using a crowd collaboration approach with more than 800 engineers and professionals located around the world. The company is working closely with the United Arab Emirates, the United States and France, where it's currently building a test track outside the town of Toulouse, uncoincidentally home to the European multinational aerospace corporation, Airbus. There's also Transpod Inc., a Canadian company designing and manufacturing ultra-high-speed tube transportation technology and vehicles. Powered by environmentally sustainable solar and electric energy in a system that is unaffected by weather conditions, Transpod's system enables passengers and cargo travel that is faster than airline travel. The pods are being designed to travel at over 1,000 kilometres an hour between cities using fully electric propulsion and zero need for fossil fuels. When it comes to cargo, the vehicles will be able to carry payloads of 10 to 15 tonnes. Finally, we have TUM Hyperloop, a student team from the Technical University of Munich who went on to win first place three years in a row at the Hyperloop pod competition. The team is now working to develop a full-scale Hyperloop system. However revolutionary, life-changing and futuristic the concept is, there are definitely pros and cons to the new mode of transport. Let us start with the pros. First off, the benefits for the environment. One of the aims of the Hyperloop is to offer a greener mode of transport. Thanks to the lack of friction due to magnetic levitation and vacuum steel tubes, the vehicles require less energy to reach ultra-high speed and travel long distances. Some companies also plan on having solar panels along the top of the tubes to make the Hyperloop completely carbon neutral. Next off, we have the practicality. The Hyperloop is designed to put an end to train delays and endless queuing by being completely automated and having very regular pods about every two to five minutes. Next, we also have the speed. Probably the most obvious benefit, some pods are planning to travel at speeds over a thousand kilometers an hour eventually reaching the speed of sound, so travel times between cities will be massively reduced. Finally, we have the living and working flexibility. By being able to travel from one city to another in minutes, you could live and work in two different cities without a long commute. Now, let's move on to the cons. The first disadvantage is the initial cost. Creating a fully functional intercity hyperloop will cost a huge amount of money, Virgin Hyperloop 1 gave a presentation citing an average cost for the Hyperloop of 25 to 27 million dollars per mile just for a technology excluding land acquisition. This is just an average, so some specific routes may cost even more than that. Then, there's the question, should we be able to get from city to city so fast? This is very much up for debate, but some people might argue that having so many different people rushing in and out of cities would be very annoying. If you're somebody who easily gets annoyed by tourists, imagine how many more there'll be when you no longer have to go on a seven-hour drive from one end of the country to another. The bottom line is, whether you are for or against having a fifth mode of transport, there's no doubt that the Hyperloop concept is intriguing. Personally, I look forward to finding out about this project and discovering the new technology that these companies are innovating. That's it for this episode of The Detector Podcast. If you enjoyed, don't forget to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out thedetector.com for stories on how tech impacts our lives. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.